0: Welcome back to MVC Weekly. I'm your host, Scott Prerost, and with me, as always, I have my sports supporter, Jacob Burish. How's it going, Jacob? It's going pretty good. How about yourself? Not too bad. Uh, we got a lot to talk about today in the Missouri Valley Conference. Um, going to look at some of those teams that are vying for those last two spots in the uh, MVC tournament. For those of you that don't know, for the baseball tournament, uh, only the top eight teams will make the uh, Missouri Valley Conference tournament uh, in May. Um, currently the Illinois state Redbirds, um, tied for eighth, but they're listed as ninth in the standings at this moment. Uh, we'll start talking about them first. Uh, they've won four out of their last five games, uh, trying to make it five out of six tonight against, uh, Illinois, who they, uh, scored 18 up against, I believe last week. So, um, trying like I said, trying to make it five out of six and their offense has been humming lately. Uh, big part of that, uh. Really, three people Luke Lawrence batting three, uh, 307 this year, Daniel Pacella, who we had on our uh, Redbird report yesterday, batting 306, uh, leads the team in home runs, RBIs, um, hits, and he's second in batting average, like I said. And then Augie Rasmussen has been on an absolute tear for this team, coming off of a two home run. Uh, night last night against Lindenwood. His performance, uh, as of late, has been incredible for this team.
1: Yeah, uh, in their last four wins, they've scored at, li- uh, at least nine runs, just to echo what you said about their offense. Another player uh, that deserves mention is Shy Robinson. Yeah, uh, Shy
0: Robinson's been awesome lately.
1: In the Bradley series, ten hits, five runs, four walks. Uh, he did ha- commit three errors, so that's a little area that he needs to clean up in. But just a really good good uh i don't wanna say start but just you could. he's hitting his stride right now again it is against yeah. bradley so it has to be taken a bit with a grain of salt but hopefully this is something he can build off
0: of yeah definitely uh he uh he played i think it was just the first game of the year maybe the first series um and then he was hurt for a while came back um a few weeks ago and he's only played in uh 14 games so far this year but batting 350 which would be the best on the team but i think just the 14 games yeah. uh kind of fluctuates that just a little bit but in 43 at bats he has 15 hits uh 17 runs he has two doubles just one home run uh six rbis and he's slugging 465 he's really been awesome i think this freshman class as a whole has been really solid for this team Pasella, um shy robinson tyrell chadwick out of the bullpen uh, just to name a few but i think uh this team, the offense, if it's humming like this, um, the pitching struggles are maybe masked a little bit.
1: Um, well, Yeah, uh, two pitchers, again, I, I want to mention just with their two uh, two of their last outings, Cameron Maybe went seven innings against Bradley uh, in their 9-0 win, and then Thomas Harper uh, last night went five innings, two runs, and seven strikeouts against uh, Lindenwood. Uh, again, coming against not great competition, uh, but – Again, just hope you can build off of that because when their offense is clicking like that, you really hope that their uh, pitching can aid and not blow the game because I know I covered, I believe, the Friday game where I think they scored like 16 on Bradley, if I'm not mistaken, but their pitching started to unravel a little bit because I think Salada gave yeah. up six earned runs, but uh, the offense really uh, helped close that one out. And yeah, they they just really have right now a core four or five. Put it I'd, right now, you, I'd put in Shire and just how he's playing right now. Yeah, but they're just really hitting their stride. And like like we talked about last week, like they needed to win this series. They Definitely. almost like the way they close out the series is not great. I think it was what nineteen to three. Nineteen to three. Yeah, so not how you want to leave that series, but still
0: taking what three out of four. Yeah, I think the most concerning thing about that. uh series closing loss, for me personally, uh, was the outing that Elijah Dale had. Um, Didn't record an out, two hits, two walks, four earned runs, um, had a wild pitch there too, and he faced just four batters. So all four batters he faced reached base. So, I mean, a rough outing for him. I'm going to take it with a grain of salt. It is just one outing, but you don't like to see that. Elijah Dale's been awesome for this team this year, but if he is slipping up out of the bullpen it's going to be a little tougher for this team to win games because i think their bullpen has been outside of a few situations relatively solid this year they've gotten uh, outs but um you don't want to see them slip up like this um i think that's it for the bait or illinois state baseball like i said they're back in action uh tonight uh 5 p.m at duffy Bass Field. i'll have coverage of that game so make sure to follow along for that uh before they travel to carbondale for a three-game series this weekend uh tough in Illinois team, and they're going to have to bring their best baseball if they want to find a way to win that series and kind of continue their push in the Missouri Valley Conference standings. Uh, the next team I do want to talk about, Bradley Braves, the team that we just talked about, ISU uh, won two out of three against. Um, Braves currently sitting 13-23 and 23 overall, 4-11 and 11 in the conference. After ISU won the series, the Braves are sitting 10th uh, in the conference standings. Um, same record as ISU and same record as UIC, who we'll talk about in a little bit. But, like I said, they're going to have to figure something out here over these last three uh, NBC series that are going to happen these next three weekends if they want to make that push into the uh, eight seed. Yeah, they've lost three of their last 14 games. they
1: so just a bad stretch for them. Uh, yeah. Their offense is not helping them on a year. They're seventh in batting average, stolen bases, home runs, eighth in runs scored, eighth in walks, ninth in hits, sixth in strikeouts. However, they are first in sacrifice punts, so that's a consolation prize. Um, <laughs> But yeah, then their pitching has been really bad as well. Eighth and ERA, strikeouts. It, it's just, it's been a really bad season for them. Uh, just to sum it up uh, simply, uh, they face UIC, so maybe they can gain, gain some traction there, but then they face Indiana State. So they'll probably, if, if they are able to gain any momentum, Indiana State's probably going to come out and try to stomp on that.
0: Yeah, definitely. I would say with this roster, I mean, you have three main guys, I would say, between the hitters and uh, pitchers, who have like stood out a little bit. Uh, pitching wise, uh, Connor Langrell, uh just a two four ERA and fourteen appearances, um, mostly out of the bullpen, or actually entirely out of the bullpen. Um, and then hitting wise, Logan Delgado and Ryan Vogel. Uh, Delgado with a three eighty one batting average, and then Vogel right behind him with three seventy one. But then nobody else above three hundred for them um, that qualifies um, two plate appearances per game. Uh but you're going to need those guys to step up and kind of lead this team if they want to find a way because, like I said, a lot can happen. I Even 10th uh, to the 6th seed, there's only three games between those two spots, but what we're really looking at is the 10th to 7th seed. There's a game difference. Bradley has a chance to make a push, and they're going to have to play their best baseball over these last three series. Like you said, um, they do have Indiana State coming up here. Um, which is going to be a tough one, but if you can find a way to maybe steal one against them, uh, you still, like I said, or like you said, you have the series against UIC, and then you close against Evansville, um, middle of the pack team. They're currently sitting fourth in the conference, eight and seven, um, but even so, you're only four games back from them. So you have two series that are, you you should be confident, or actually, I'm sorry, they have three, four series left, uh, UIC, Indiana State, Evansville, and then Belmont. So Belmont's the team that's currently sitting in that, uh, Seven seed, so that's three series actually. Where it's teams that you're definitely capable of scoring runs against. Um, you win two out of those three series, and you're gonna you put yourself in a position to uh, make a push in the standings. Yeah, it's just gonna be really
1: tough because I mean, like you mentioned, like you have that top of that lineup, but then there's a fall off. like those top players can produce, but if that bottom of the lineup just isn't getting on base and giving the players at the top of the order a chance to knock them in. It's just, it's going to be really hard for them. And then when you factor in the pitching just hasn't really been there. Um, again, anything can happen. We've said that almost on every podcast because I mean, it's true, but still uh, it's, it's a close race. And, um, but kind of like with ISU a little bit, I mean, you have some easier matchups. And then when you face an Indiana State or Southern Illinois, it's really hard to gain the momentum you need.
0: Yeah, definitely. And that's the case with both ISU and Bradley coming up here, actually. Like you said, uh, Bradley two weeks away from their series with Indiana State, and then ISU plays a Southern Illinois. So um, we'll move on from Bradley. Talk about the UIC Flames currently sitting in ninth in the Missouri Valley, or I'm sorry, eighth in the Missouri Valley Conference standings. Um, Similar situation to Bradley in terms of, I would say you have three, maybe four guys who've really stood out for them. Um, Charlie Jaccone, if I'm pronouncing that correctly, and Carson Roberts, hitting-wise, 349 and 317 at the plate. Uh, Giaconte, uh 1096 OPS, a really good number there. And then you look at the pitching staff – the starters have not been great for them, all over six ERA. But out of the bullpen, uh, Aiden Pavoris um, just a one through five ERA in his two starts that he played. Um, I'm not sure if he got hurt or what exactly happened there. And then Peter Newton, uh, three two ERA, three two ERA out of the bullpen. Um, that's a good number there, um, especially considering what the rest of the bullpen and pitching staff has looked like this year.
1: Yeah, collectively tenth in earned run or uh, tenth in ERA. Uh, Opponents are batting 299 10th in strikeouts, second most earned runs allowed and most home runs allowed. Th- their pitching is just not doing them really any favors. Their offense is kind of middle of the pack, 8th uh, in batting average and hits, 6th in home runs, 5th in runs scored, 3rd in walks, then 5th in strikeouts and stolen bases. So their offense is has been subpar, I'd, I'd say. Um, but when you've got a pitching staff that is just, not really holding things together. It's going to be really tough for them. Um, one thing I've noticed, they really haven't had like a bad, like a really bad stretch since earlier in the year where they lost five straight. They haven't, re- but they haven't really been able to string along any games in conference. I think their biggest losing streak is probably three. So they haven't really nosedived anywhere. It's just like I said, stringing along games to build, like I've mentioned plenty of times, momentum.
0: Yeah, they have the three-game losing streak to uh, Missouri State. Uh... Uh, weekend sweep. Um, I just want to point out, I think this is kind of funny, that Northwestern game, it looks like a football score, 24-20. Uh, UIC was able to get that one. Um, but, yeah, like you said, I mean, never really free-falling but never really soaring. So this weekend, um, a really, really massive series uh, at the bottom of the conference between UIC and Bradley. A uh, lot of seeding implications there for uh, those final two spots uh, in the uh, Missouri Valley Conference standings come the tournament time. Uh, the last baseball team we're going to talk about the Belmont Bruins, um, currently sitting seventh in the Missouri Valley Conference with a five and ten record, just a game ahead of the trio that we have previously talked about. Um, they don't have a single player qualifying who's batting above three hundred this year, but I mean you have two ninety seven, two eighty four, two sixty nine, two sixty two, so a little more balance there. Um, those four guys are also balanced in terms of RBIs, and then Brody Heaton adds in twenty four RBIs. So I mean you have A lot of guys in double-digit RBIs, nobody's far and above the rest. Blake Barton leads it with 28, followed closely by Mason Landers with 27. Um, The recipe that you're seeing there in terms of balance is usually one that can win you a lot of games, but uh, when you're not getting on base quite as much as you might hope, like I said, nobody hitting above... uh, three hundred and then you only have one guy uh below a two ERA, which is a good number. Ethan Harden with the one point eight, and then two four five is the only other guy below three. Both of these guys are bullpen guys, so their starting pitching hasn't been ideal this year. It hasn't been ideal. Uh in their
1: last, I believe, seven games, they've given up at least five runs, which it just isn't it's not a recipe for success. Uh, on the year, though, they're 4th in ERA, 3rd in strikeouts, 4th least runs allowed, and uh, but they also have the 3rd most walks allowed and home runs, so just inconsistencies uh, at the moment. Again, another offense that's kind of middle of the pack, um, but it's just it's been a really, really rough stretch. They've won two of their last 12. Uh, they face Murray State, who I believe is another middle of the pack team, and then they play UIC, so just another... Uh, Lower seed matchup that has huge implications, but it's it's going to be a really tough call to see, uh, to guess who's going to come out of this because I think it's it truly is up in the air. Uh, I would say Belmont's pitching is good enough. It, it's good enough compared it, to it's, some compared of these... to the other staffs. Like they statistically they've been better than the others. Granted, right now they. Have, are not uh,
0: in a good stretch, but... They have the schedule to do it, though, I think. I would agree. UIC, Valpo, and Bradley. And I believe Valpo is currently, yeah, one spot ahead of them. Only two games ahead of them. So, I mean, they have a lot to look forward to try to maybe gain a little cushion and move up to that six seed where Valpo's sitting. But, I mean, you have a three-game series against Bradley, three-game series against Valpo, three-game series against UIC, and then you have a series against Murray State, who's uh, in fifth. So, I mean, they have a schedule that allows them to hold on to this spot. I would say if you're going to say one of these teams is a lock to hold on to um, a tournament position, it would be them just given, like you said, I think their pitching staff is good enough to get them places and then the schedule that has been uh, handed to them, which, I mean, you take advantage of it 100%. I mean, you, you didn't do that. So Uh, yeah, definitely an interesting uh, close to this regular season uh, in the MVC baseball uh, I would say really five teams there from Valparaiso all the way down to Bradley could shift depending on, uh, I mean, baseball is an unpredictable sport. So depending on what happens over these final few weeks, um, I think that's it from baseball. Anything else from you, Jacob? I think that's all I've got for now. All right. So the last thing we're going to talk about today, uh, just touch on the Illinois state softball team coming off of a series sweep against, uh, you and I, uh, they were swept. Um, one thing we've noticed over and over again, uh, they were tied or in the lead fifth inning or later in all three of those games, and they just couldn't hold on to it. Um, i got to give a lot of credit to Hannah Ross on the bump. Uh, I believe she pitched in all three games. It might have only been two of them, but she's doing everything she can to uh, shut down these teams, and she's having a great year, um, just a 2 one ERA in 25 appearances. Uh, Hannah Meshnick has been awesome, too, 3-2-2 in 21. Um, but I think regardless of the three-game sweep, I think – you should be happy coming out of that series because it shows that you're able to compete with a team like Northern Iowa. You were winning or tied in every single one of those games, and you had a chance. It didn't go your way, but you know, you've seen this team now, and you know that you're able to uh, compete, like I said, at the highest level with the teams in this conference.
1: Yeah, you were li- you were able to take the lead into the later innings. Granted, again, you did give it up, but, I mean, it's to the best offense in the MVC. They're 20-1 they're and one for a reason, and they're on a 10-game win streak. It's... You and I's offense, like we we talked about it last week, is just incredible. It, it, it's hard to put in words. It's yeah, it, it's insane. Um, now they do. ICU has Evansville, uh, and then they close with Southern, so they've got middle of the pack teams to close out with uh, to hopefully build some momentum. Um, it's gonna be it's gonna be tough.
0: Uh, they, they could probably reach second. I haven't looked at Missouri State. They're State's. big fans of Murray State this weekend, probably. Yeah. As long as they can continue to play at a high level, they're going to be big fans of Murray State, hoping that they can uh, get a sweep or win the series against Missouri State.
1: I know Missouri State uh, closes out with Indiana, so that'll be another interesting uh, matchup to look at because Indiana State's another middle pack uh, of the team. I think they're fifth right now. But I, I would definitely say... Best case
0: scenario, I think. You, I mean, most people would agree. Second, I think you and I. Yeah, you're not. I don't think yeah. you are going to catch Northern Iowa, especially after that three game sweep that you got handed to you. Because you uh, and I closes with Valparaiso and Evansville. They have a game of uh, Yeah, IU's fourteen and six. So the only way they could do it is if they win out and you and I loses out. And so they play Evansville, but I, it's yeah, yeah. So I, I would say the odds aren't looking great. But regardless, um, six games left. Um, you're just trying to rebound from the series heading into the conference tournament because I think I was talking with some people outside of this. And I mean, once you see a team, in the regular season, the postseason season becomes completely different. It's a different ball game. Um, so anything can happen, but we are just uh, about two weeks, two and a half weeks away from the Missouri Valley conference tournament. So a lot to look forward to there. Um, I think that's it for me. Uh, like I said, make sure to follow along on all the action that will be going on this weekend and during the week on our Twitter accounts at the underscore Vidette and at vidy underscore sports and we will talk to you guys again next week.